Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me back this week, I've got Ryan. Hello. You look from the comp behind you. But you know what, it's actually empty, yeah. so it's just a Maltese question. With a Maltese, you get the first wave. No, no, it's not. Well, if I have to, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. So, this one can get refilled every Christmas. Oh, you must have, like, crumbs and blisters. It's cleaned out. No, I was I was obviously thinking about uh, Martin at Christmas. Oh, wow, <laughs> a mistletoe. That's what I was thinking of. Just starting wow. it early, Ryan. I missed you. Right. And the mistletoe miss you with when you're not there. <laughs> I thought me being gone for a couple of weeks. I thought maybe we could come back and this wouldn't happen. But okay. Justin, Ryan, how are you doing? Come on, it's our rapport. <laughs> Justin, how are you doing? Doing great. Good, 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 good. Right. This week we're going to be talking about the FA Cup that's happened. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Premier League that's been coming up this weekend, some other bits and bobs of news. First things first, right, last night I had a dream about a footballer. Um, I had a dream that uh, myself and Javier Mascarano uh, did that sort of you know, that urban jumping where you dress like you're dressed now, Ryan, and you go jumping from sort of building to building that the youths yeah. do. Like parkour? parkour. Yeah. Yes. I had a dream I did that, and I got my fingers sort of clipped, stuck on the... My body was sort of hanging off the edge of a building just by my fingertips, and he'd made it, and I didn't. I slipped and fell. You know, of all the players, I don't see Masha being the one to, to parkour. I don't know about the verb, but, like, I wouldn't see him taking that, that leap. No? Uh, to be honest, I was really hoping the dream would be you were going to be like, okay, it was James Milner and we both went to the shops <laughs> and you decided to buy chocolate digestives rather than normal digestives and I lost my shit. <laughs> that just sounds yeah, like James Milner's story. That's a great dream. <laughs> the crumbs. So how do you explain this one then? How do, does, it, does it signify anything? Or I think you're afraid that he's he's getting away from, like you're not, you still haven't filled that, that hole when he when he got away and now you're worried that Justin's going to tell you that someone else is going to get away. And Listen, I we we have it. the same we have the same problem at River. We've never filled that spot that he left, and despite having very good teams in the interim, so I, I have the same longing. I have that same longing. I hope he he is another in a long line of ex River players who, who comes back to finish his career there. But as far as the dream goes, think I'm a Shadano shaped hole anywhere. You you missing him? Is he running away from jumping away from you? I still don't think we. I mean, we've got Emery Chan who's replaced him in my heart, but he'll probably be. Yeah, he's going to be leaving me in the summer, so. Maybe that's who my shadow was like leaping away from in your dream. Could be. Could be. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're going to have the continuation of the dream tonight. You're going to slip and like, fall, and then Emery Chan's going to be at the bottom and he catches you. Better oh. Emery Chan than Dejan he would, he would miss. If you have Has anyone thing. ever had successfully a continuation of a dream? I do. I don't. I've had some great dreams, and then they never come back. <laughs> I'm not saying they're good continuations, but oh, well, that's they okay. do continue. Well, so you've gone back to bed the next night and carried on that dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a scene select from a DVD. I can't remember. I didn't know that was possible. 
<laughs> my earliest, two, the sequel. My earliest memory ever was a dream, from when I was about three years old. Was it also a football dream? No, but that was a dream where I was stuck in quicksand and um, I was sinking in the quicksand, waving my arms. And my cousins were walking away from me and didn't notice. Oh. So it's a similar sort of vein as last night. Yeah. Someone's leaving you behind. Yeah. Someone's going to someone's gonna tweet in, Chris, and offer to, like, psychoanalyze your dreams. Yeah. Good luck with them. <laughs> um, right, okay, so what we do, we'll start first of all with, we'll start with the FA Cup, shall we? Seeing as you're here and it's Toby Alderweireld's birthday and you're all <gasps> happy. Uh, so, you beat Rochdale 6-1, um, Fernando Lorente with a perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot header uh, with three goals, and Sun with two, and somebody with a double bar name I've forgotten with the sixth right at the very end. Um, but everyone's talking about var, 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 aren't they? Vavavoom, yeah. Vavavoom. So, we'll talk about the first one that's disallowed. This is Eric Lamella's goal disallowed because Fernando Llorente pulled a Rochdale defender back, did he? Or is that what they thought he did? All right, well, I have a terrible confession to make just right at the the jump. Uh, Um, Somebody either is going to have to, like, pay me to quit my job or pay me to move to England where the time difference doesn't affect... (laughs) match times because I am utterly useless this week I was I've been at work for every single match and I'm so sad um so I watched the I was reading the highlights that's hard yeah I know it was bad you guys it was bad so you know maybe maybe I'll come I'll come work with Martin um and then I'll be able to watch the matches all right Ryan yeah Yeah. I watched it you watched it. Go on then. Because I don't work. I don't work much. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know the VAR was a, 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 a not, it wasn't another shining night for VAR and and the goal you're speaking of that was disallowed. It may may have been a foul, but I I thought maybe maybe it's never been written this way. But I thought the whole point of VAR and, and its only application was going to be for clear and obvious errors, and it's not being used for that. It's being used for marginal decisions where even with consulting the video we're not all in complete consensus that they've got it right in the end and i thought that was another one i thought you you saw all over twitter why has that been why has that been disallowed um so if even after consulting the video we still don't have consensus i I just think they're going down a, a, a dangerous road there but there isn't we spoke about this before that there sort of isn't yet hopefully yet because there will be but there isn't yet um sort of rules um, delineating what VAR can or will be used for. So, like, you know, Justin, you said that it doesn't say what, if anything, it can be used for. It doesn't say it can only be used for these things or it can be used for anything. Um, and maybe we need that. But, you know, like you said, when I was when I was reading the highlights, which in itself is not a highlight, let me tell you, um, so many people were disagreeing on, when it can be used because it had already been called a goal, like whether whether you can VAR, I'm determined to make this into a verb, you guys, whether you can VAR, you know, after the call has been made, before the call has been made, if it's a goal, if it's not a goal, and, and then when, can you know, if it if it needs a consensus. So I think that if perhaps for this to be more successful or, or less of, um, you know, less controversial, either it just needs more time or some of those... Um, Gray areas need to be um, formalized. Brian, are you we stuck I'm... in a? Sorry, go... 
No, go ahead. I was just asking Ryan if we're stuck in a rock and a hard place here because it, it's just insane. It's supposed to be used for clear and obvious errors, yet. But does it say that anywhere? Well, I don't they, know. I don't know if it does. That's, what they, that's it how they solved it. But, but they, right, yeah, they, but there's no... Saying, yeah. every, every time it goes to VAR, they say, right, well, this is a clear and obvious mistake. The, the first time they used it, they used that a hell of a lot. And But you're right, Chris, we are, it, we're stuck in a difficult position because... I mean, it, after... I know Antonio Conte uh, wanted it after... Um, the Chelsea games the other week because he said, "Well, far would have oh the Morata in the United game he said that would have solved that problem because it would have shown him to be onside, goal would have been allowed." But then you've got these other scenarios where I think it's only really relevant for offside, but at the same time it made such a wonky line decision a couple of weeks ago. It's not, it's, it can't even do that correctly. But I think it's silly to try and do it on situations where it's, someone's pulled someone back in the build up because at that point. The referee's missed it. The video shouldn't really be used at that point. It should only be used once a ball's gone in and it's whether it's questionable whether they're onside or offside. Well, the, the Morata goal, the disallowed goal that you mentioned, Ryan, that's another big problem that VAR doesn't really have a solution to. In that case, the linesman did flag and two of the United players saw it and they stopped. So as the, as the ball's clipped in to Morata, the two center backs turn and look and with their hands up and they see the flag and they stop playing and then he finishes it. When this happens in tennis, because I've seen people reference the tennis replay system, tennis allows for a to play the point over. So if a ball is called out, the player doesn't go for it because of the call. Replay shows it was in. If the, the referee feels like the player otherwise would have had a play on the ball, they replay it. The, VAR doesn't. The, the football has no mechanism for this, and so um, it, it's going to. There's so many problems it's going to cause, and the other the other one too with offsides is. A lot of times when they stop the video at the point where the ball is supposedly leaving the player's foot, it actually hasn't left his foot yet. Or it's passed after the point it's left his foot. And that matters when we're talking about fractions of inches, when the defenders are moving, the attackers are moving. Sometimes from the angle, you can't really be sure. So in other words, if the camera's, um, the player's foot is in between the ball and the camera, you don't really know for certain when it's actually left his foot. And it's, that's, it's problematic all the way around. Especially with the, the, the margins of error that we're talking, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. I mean, the Morata one is a is a good example because it was someone's right foot against Morata's inside knee or something. Like yeah, that. it wasn't. Yeah, it was a case of he he stepped over the line. You're talking such fine things where his knees ahead of his foot, so therefore, because of that, he's still goal scoring opportunity. And again, it's just computers are very very smart, but. Be able to do this in real time, where you're then eliminating the point of the referee and the linesman, then it gets sort of, what's the point? I think that's an issue too with offsides. You know, we've seen situations where you know it, it would have been offsides, but for the fact that one of the um, players w- was not actually part of the play. You know, was smartly did not touch the ball, and computers don't know that. They don't have a way of you know coming up with. I don't know, formula, Ryan, you're a tech person, formulas, algorithms, whatever. Um, Thank you. Good job, me. Um, But also, you know, we we have goal line technology, so we did introduce that successfully, but at some point, like, this is the sport that we have, and it does rely on, uh, you know, human interactions and and the fourth linesman and... and, um, that is part of it. You know, we don't want to, I don't want to make this into 
American football where we stop every 19 seconds to let people watch tiny television. I have no idea if this is the way American football is played. It just seems like it, you know, to look back on tiny TVs and like watch replays enough times until they figured it out. Like that takes away so much. So what are we willing to give up? I think is the question when looking at what we're also gaining from, from VAR. Are we a fan of... Great example. Oh, Oh, don't start talking about rugby being a better example than football. No, no, it's in because at least... The problem with VAR at the moment is it's every goal. As soon as the ball goes in the back of the net, it has to get You there. see that, like, yeah. And it's like, well, Pete Camp, and we've seen it several times where players don't actually celebrate. It gets confirmed as a goal, and then it's like, well, it was cool. But right. the... What is the worst thing about rugby? Oh, everything about The biting. Rugby, rugby fans is the worst thing about rugby because they're just so pious and say, and how much better they are than football. And if this is another reason for them to say, oh, look, what better sport we are than football, I don't want to go through all that. Are we a big no, fan no. of um, people taking pretend run-ups and stopping and getting booked? You know, that, that's... I mean, again, I, I, <laughs> I looked the law up when, when that happened to Son, and you are not allowed to faint... Once you've completed, the, 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 as it's worded, <clears throat> you can faint during your run-up, but you cannot faint after you've completed your run-up. Well, he came to a complete and complete dead stop. He started his run-up, came to a complete stop. Then he continued his run-up and, and had his shot. He never did faint. The bullshit stutter stop. Sorry, I, that, was a, that was a very fast bullshit. Sorry, Jared. But the, the it's bullshit his birthday tomorrow are... as well. So, oh, Jared, happy birthday to you. This is going to come out. He's going to listen to this and go, oh. Mm-hmm. oh He's 15. Happy birthday, Jared. Um, but, yeah, no, he didn't even. It wasn't no, even Stutter Stop. Stutter Stop, Stutter Stop, Stutter Stop. Like, that is so skirting the, ugh, yeah. I hate it. So what is, I know, I know that is that, like, it's just close enough to be legal. But seriously, what's the difference, Justin? Come on. Well, I mean, Son really did. I think what he did actually didn't. I don't think the referee overturned it because of the fainting. I think. I think. Um, I, I think he's he fainting with an it, E, by the way, people. Right, F E I N T. He's I fine. He, he didn't pass it, out. <laughs> I think he considered it unsportsmanlike conduct. He came. To a, he started fast and then came to a complete stop, and then he went like again. Like Neymar basically stops. Yeah. In ballet, it, that is a stop. But, but Son really did like. Uh, objectively stop like he really I don't understand why he doesn't I don't understand know why the law. he did it yeah. but, I also feel, but like Neymar knows the law Neymar, 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 old Neymar I don't I like Neymar, broken. I don't like Neymar he's broken and I shouldn't, it, I'm just picking on him because every time he takes that penalty I'm like god damn it that is a terrible, terrible penalty yes. and I are, hate you, it. are you saying that because it's, his, it's him saying the penalty yeah. rather than Cavani <laughs> oh no absolutely, this is from like day exactly one I, just, what it is. I hate that, no it's not, it's not I hate that stutter, stutter, stutter because it is so close, like like Justin said, why don't you know the law? And it's—I feel like it's his—it's his like way of getting a. I don't know. I hate it. But like the 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 sort of millimeter of difference between what he does and now what a number of other players have started to do and what Sun did is a millimeter. There were players that nearly overtook. There were players encroaching into the box that nearly overtook. Yeah. <laughs> You know, here, here's, I think I'm going to sum up for me the biggest problem with VAR. We are spending all this time talking about these decisions in a game that finished 6-1. Yes. We've not mentioned Lorente, really, have we? None of them are, are even consequential, really, to the outcome of yeah. this match. But but there's the implication of what, what what happens when this all goes on in a more competitive fixture. And so, I would like to know how we tied 
the first match and then won six one. I mean, I obviously I know, but I think that, and I love my team obviously, but I I do think that's an issue, and I think that's an issue of, um, I don't know if it's conditioning, I don't know if it's a, emotional readiness, I don't know, you know what that says but i that makes me worry a little bit i have a theory about things like this okay be careful with my fragility right now with your what my fragility oh, that's right i didn't miss you um big team is drawn at little team's home in the cup uh big team chairman rings up little team's chairman and says um if you give us uh, we'll play sort of agree a draw between us here uh, at your little team's ground you can come back to our big teams ground where you get half your or half the gate receipts. Um, as long as you promise to go a little easy on us and uh, let us win, we're all happy. We go through to the next Wait round of the second. cup. You get a few quid. Uh, yeah. You're telling me this was like a 1990s Argentina. We let you win, so you get into the World Cup situation. I'm not saying it was like that at all because well, Garrett, those Garrett people might listen to this. The Rochdale manager. As I say, well, Gary Lineker, um after the draw, I'm pretty certain Gary Lineker Lineker interviewed him and said, Look, I know you're not obviously going to say anything, but you didn't want to win it, did you? You wanted to, you, you wanted the replay. <laughs> Almost he, he, he indicated that, you know, would you have really, would you have preferred the winner or are you happy that you're going to Wembley? It was but... 1977 or 78, Justin, you might be able to help me, was one of the years when Liverpool won the European Cup and the last game of the season... Um, Liverpool were playing Sunderland at Anfield and Sunderland had to win that game to stay in the first division uh, Liverpool obviously this was the week before the European Cup final uh, Liverpool didn't want to lose any players particularly to injury or anything like that so they didn't want the Sunderland players going in too hard on them um, and legend has it that Bill Shankly walked into the Sunderland train- changing rooms before the game started with a crate of champagne saying congratulations on staying up Oh, good. That's a good um, story. I hope the truth doesn't ruin that story because that's a good story. <laughs> I just want to assume that's true. Legal? That's illegal. Oh, it of is illegal. illegal. It's match fixing in theory. Yeah. Again, it, it's all it, it hearsay at this point. I imagine. Oh, no, it's all, no, it's all like from currently. my, it's all yeah, from well, my imagination. Yes, it, but it, you can, there's right. a logic behind it. Here's a bit of it's more much, logic. Much about... benefited <clears> more from the replay than they would have got through to the yes. round. Yes, absolutely. Well, Rochdale um, earned £202,000 prize money, discounting TV revenue and tickets from this cut run. But the proposal ahead saying that we might get rid of um, cut replays from the quarterfinals onwards pretty soon. Good which I think is a terrible idea. Cause, Why? Uh, to reduce... From the quarterfinal onwards, I think that, that, that no, it's, it's a good alternative. No, it's not a good oh. alternative. Because these, because smaller teams, this is a massive cash cow for smaller teams. £200,000 extra for Rochdale are making an enormous difference. Newport made three quarters of a million from their cup run. If we get rid of the League Cup and kept the cup replays, I'd be much happier. No, that, 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 that's the better alternative. But obviously they don't want to do that because uh, the Carabao Cup is a cash cow for the FA. So we'll, we'll, we'll put the league, so. yeah. The Caracal Cup. <laughs> you could... <laughs> Uh, well, look, next Rochdale are at home to Plymouth um, and next Spurs are at home to Huddersfield where 
They've won their last 15 versus promoted sides. Um, and they're currently You're on... not going to say it. They're... No, you don't have to say it. They're currently on their longest unbeaten run um, of anybody in the Premier League, which has won seven and drawn three. If Harry Kane scores, he'll be the third player to score 25-plus goals in three consecutive seasons within the Premier League. After... Anybody want to hazard a guess? You've got to go back in the day a bit. Yeah. Henri. Henri, yeah. I'm thinking Henri. Uh, he's one of them United players. Nope. Oh. Blackburn and Newcastle. Oh, Alan Shearer. Okay. Yeah. And Spurs yeah. won 4-0 at Huddersfield earlier on the season. Jesse, guess what? What, Chris? Nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> really? Can it? God, how are you going to lose this much then? Uh, I'm so many ways. <laughs> There's so many ways that could happen. Just think she doesn't have to worry, does she? I don't think she does. Huddersfield have... Uh... Hit that Sir Patrick point. Stewart on their side. Yeah, but it, uh, the the sort of magic of of being in the Premier League can only sustain you. The momentum, the the adrenaline comes with that, and they seem to have run out of it. They, they the have not just had to win six one. They're a little more well rested. Again, I'm playing my own devil's advocate here. He's not exactly the team that you put out against Rochdale as the the first. I mean that is true, but we do have injuries still. I think you'll be fine. I think you have way. injuries, but they have an entire side full of Huddersfield players. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Justin, just tell me that that Hugo is going to be fine. Well, I don't think he'll be all that busy. You'll concede. I mean, you'll probably go behind. In fact, <laughs> but you'll win. Happy Toby's birthday to me. Um, He's injured as well. I know he's off to Manchester United, according to the, to the uh, reports. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. That would, that would, I can't, for, I read Arsenal the other day. What are y'all doing to me? <laughs> well, that's, that's how many teams are in for him, so he's definitely not going to be at Tottenham next season. I don't want any of that to happen. Um, oh, I mean, he's been posting all those lovely Twitter pictures of him in training and videos. I feel like those are his messages to Mauricio, like, look at me, doing great, <laughs> back in the team, coach. Mauricio um, Mourinho. <laughs> okay move on go to the next one next one Swansea Swansea City 2 Sheffield Wednesday nil. Um, Jordan Ayew scored and Nathan Dyer scored Jordan Ayew uh, Swansea have never lost when he has scored so they've been drawn two when he scored for them um, it's their first FA Cup quarter final since 1964 it's that long ago Carlos Caraval was but a mere twinkle in his mummy and daddy's eye because he was born a year later <laughs> Um, and they've won six at home in all consecutive competitions. So they're through to the quarterfinals where they'll play another team that I didn't write down. Um, did you watch this? Oh, yeah, you were probably at work, weren't you, Ryan? This was on telly, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I was at work. I didn't see this one. This was Tuesday night. What were you doing at Tuesday night about 8 o'clock at work? All, all manner of stupid stuff, really. I think it's usually <laughs> the way. Yeah? Um, yeah. I, I don't think... I can't... I don't know. No, it wasn't. Isn't Sheffield Wednesday the team that he came from? That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm amazed how much he's actually because when he got announced, I sort of thought, you know, he'd just been sacked from Sheffield Wednesday to go to a Premier League team. I didn't think it was going to work out, but he, he's really managed to turn turn them around at the moment. You know? You're right. They're 18th. Picking up, you know, quite a few good little results actually. And well, they, I mean, they were in an awful position, and they're now in slightly less awful position. <laughs> <laughs> How many points are they off safety? I guess. Uh, goal difference. Two, mine, oh, uh, two, no. two, different, 
two goals difference between them and Palace above them. So, no, I, I was being a bit flippant because I was just looking at the table when you said that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not saying like, oh yeah, turn around, they're about to win the league. <laughs> Uh, well, who are they? they're they're at home to uh, West Ham in the big Sam and Chico Flores derby at the weekend. That's if they can make it. David Moyes was a little bit worried about the, that uh, the weather. Like a duo, big and Chico. Yeah, are we? We're we're talking about this weekend's matches. How, how many of them are going to be played? What's that? What, what do you think the chances are? It's like north of the wall here at the moment. John, we were sort of waiting for John Snow to sort of appear. Northampton's actually been generally okay. In all fairness, I think which is really rare, and that doesn't impact any Premier League games. But <laughs> much, how, I mean, Chris, you posted a picture. How much snow do you guys have? Pick. And Ryan and like where? Oh, the football ground picture. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I'm sort of down in the southwest, also. You know, there's, I'm even further away from a Premier League team than Ryan is. So, yeah. um, we've had about sort of five centimeters of snow. I, it was. I did sort of see it all coming towards me because I was taking the dog for a walk on the cliff the other day, and I could see it all coming towards <laughs> me. And it was like the White Walkers when they arrive on Game of Thrones. You know, the big sort of billowing cloud that arrives just before they do. It was very much like that. Um, but yeah, David Moyes is genuinely concerned as to whether they're going to make it to West Ham or not. That's I don't, I don't think many games are, because obviously I think it's supposed to carry on snowing throughout the night here on, well, tonight, on Friday for those listening tomorrow. Yeah, I think um, the grounds can all take it, the, the, but they're worried about, yeah, okay, you know, traffic. Brian, and... is it snow and wind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can but helicopter again, people in, couldn't you? Because you could take off from a helicopter at one stadium and then land in the centre circle of the stadium where you're playing at. You... It would take a while, but yeah, it would, it would work. <laughs> just about. You could do that, can you? They wouldn't do that. They're just, they're, they're, I'm sure they'd rather call the game off. Obviously, I asked, um, I asked them that they had to do a lot of work to get that pitch ready. I bet they wish they hadn't bothered. Well, yeah. <laughs> How often does it happen that they cancel because of weather? Uh, Scotland's going to cancelled. Yeah. But Scotland's a completely different kettle of fish at this point. Um, but yeah, no, I think it, it has happened to, like, on occasion where grounds are really that bad, and I think it's usually in the same way that when they school, uh, close schools, is if the surrounding area. I know there was a Chelsea game that was cancelled a few years ago because the pitch was fine, but the surrounding area wasn't. Access and, and egress. Yes, yeah. there you go. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 those are the professional terms. <laughs> you have to make sure there is sufficient access as uh, as for all that. Um, because yes, the turn the um, you might have slippery steps for people to walk to yeah. their seats on. But Cardiff City's game is off tomorrow, so you know that's all in Wales, isn't it? So maybe it's the same. Maybe <laughs> it's all out that way. Um, who saw Karen Brady's letter this week? What happened actually? What was that? She's written a sort of open letter to the West Ham fans, acknowledging the fact that they've not been as nice as owners or good owners as they should be. Um, they're going to make London Stadium a bit more uh, noticeable that it's actually a West Ham stadium rather than a stadium that West Ham happened to play in. And they're going to put some sort of 1966 memorabilia in because they won the World Cup um, and uh, sort of little bits and bobs like that. And they're going to make some more money available for players in the summer as well. So, Whether it actually happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's an entirely that's a nice start. Thing. Yeah, generally, if uh, Gold, Sullivan, and Brady do something like that, you think, hmm. What happens to Brownlet? Yeah. Who remembers David Gold's really famous tweet? Which one? 
he'd had a really sort of iffy date and someone said is this your worst day ever and he replied saying no that was the day i found out my dad had stolen all my shares and um life savings and came home and found my wife in the swimming pool with my best friend wow that well is that's a, bad, a share that is a bad day yeah and this was just like a random fan that asked this it wasn't even his um it wasn't even sort of like a close family friend or something wow Excellent. i'm sure it was david gold let me try and find it wow that I, hope, uh, I hope it's health insurance does nhs cover therapy <laughs> i think it needs to after that uh where are we oh david gold tweet wrong player that's a, that sounds like a good one that sounds like the sort of thing he would do that's not what we do. I saw my wife having sex with my best friend in my swimming pool on the day I discovered my friend stealing my shares. Excellent. And then he replied later on saying, it's a long time ago since I saw my late wife having sex in the pool. I have since filled it in and my father is dead. Wait, his late wow. wife and the father's dead. Have they both died? Well, the, the wife died. Well, when he said filled it in, I'm not sure if he's on about his... What he said late wife. <laughs> you know, I, I, those are two terrible things, but in a way, having them happen on the same day, it kind of, <laughs> let, Get it it kind of, less, it sort of lessens the impact of, of <clears throat> them individually. You mm, can't really true. dwell on... Uh, why get, just get it all on the same day? It's like having twins. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, but like it's not twins. Like devil twins. Also, part of me is wondering about. No, I can't say that. Like, later, I'm going to ask you guys a question when Ryan stops recording. Just remind oh, me. Oh, fair enough. Okay, Boring. West West Ham have scored in their last eleven Premier League games. So, who are we going to go for in this one? Draw. I love a good draw, me. <laughs> two two. So I want to predict the score two two. Two two. I'm going to go with Ryan because I love agreeing with Ryan. <laughs> It's not, it's not Martin, though, is it? No. Oh. <laughs> that is a pathetic thing I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I've said a lot of them. It's not Martin. No. <laughs> Hold on. Stay there. Right, there's been some local derbies this week in football world. There's been quite a few, actually. Um, where should we start? Besiktas Fenerbahce. Who, uh, who saw some of these games, uh, some incidents here? This Besiktas 2, Fenerbahce 2. It's kind of like a, there's three red cards. Uh, and it's like an ex-Premier League legends here. Alvaro Negredo, Roberto Soldado, Jesse, and Ricardo Quaresma all featured in this match. Uh, hey, sorry, Premier League legends. Spurs legends. <laughs> of a kind. Quaresma <laughs> <laughs> uh, was sent off for um, slapping one of the uh, uh, Fenerbahce players to the ground, and then he refused to leave the pitch, and then tried to deck this guy on the punching. way off. Yeah, like punching. And th- did that just make you like him even more? Yeah. Why not? There's yeah. a bit of attitude, just- you want passion. I mean, don't, don't don't they always say that about Deli Alleyway, doesn't they? Oh, he's got passion. Yeah, exactly. You can say that about Gresma as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we had this week? We have had uh, the Melbourne Derby today, Melbourne Victory 2, Melbourne City 1. Um, the be- Has anyone seen anything with this guy? The best bit was at the end. You know the old goalkeeper comes up from the team to- at the corner? Oh, yeah. He got tackled. Um, and the Melbourne victory player, I think it was Costas Barbarossas, is then running through on goal, and he's about 25 yards out with a gaping goal at his mercy, and then oh, does a Jeff Thomas versus France when playing for England and pretty much knocks it out for a sort of throw-in. Excellent. <laughs> uh, where else we had? We have had the... Um, 
Tehran derby. Estegal versus Persepolis. Uh, 100,000 Malian fans there to see uh, Estegal beat Persepolis 1-0. And Willie Schaefer, their 68-year-old coach, was paraded around the pitch afterwards. Um, Persepolis are still 15 points clear. They could have won the title at their great rivals. Uh, but they're still 15 points clear despite the loss. But despite the fact they're still 15 points clear, their fans showed up at training the next day to give the players what for. Um, what else have we got? China. Who saw China? The, I like what country. else have we got? China as a red. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw China? Who saw China? Not China, the wrestler. Guangzhou Evergrande hey. uh, played Guangzhou RF in China. So it finished Guangzhou Evergrande 4, Guangzhou RNF 5. Um, it's been a significant week this week. There's a bit of a goalkeeping calamity in this one, wasn't there, Justin? Yeah, that was a disaster. You sent me that link and. Those are actually the, the, there's a lot of ways to give up a disaster of a goal as a goalkeeper, but the kind where you manage to take 99% of the pace off the ball, but leave it enough to just trickle across the line, and then come to a stop before it gets to the net. I think those are the worst. <laughs> there speaketh the voice of experience, listeners. Never happened. No? Never. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, I, I never. Never. Genuinely never. My mistakes were more along the lines of coming for us. Or a ball outside the box that I had no business coming for, but never really fumbled one in Massimo Taibi style. Okay, we really got his word to take on that. Yeah, there's not a lot of video. It'd be difficult for anyone to prove me wrong on that. I did see a video of you on YouTube this week making a rather stupendous save, but rolling around a little bit afterwards. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to I like to roll. Uh, I've got some amazingly, I've got some video that survives from even from much longer ago than that, like schoolboy days. And I love to throw a few rolls in at the end of the dives. <laughs> really did. Do you know when goalkeeper does make a save and the commentator sort of sneeringly says, oh, he's done that for the cameras. You think it is an yeah. entertainment, isn't it? It's a sort of sport. Well, Ray Hudson does that and, all the time. Yes. Yes, that and also the alternative to that is a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've seen people say that if someone will make a save and it's like a high, sort of a high-flying acrobatic one and they hold it and they're like, oh, it's camera save. Well, okay, it's that or a goal. What would you prefer you do? I mean, God forbid we're entertained watching this sport or anything. Yeah, right, right. But there, there is, you, you know, Chris, you're playing goal. There are some shots that can only be kept out that way, even if they aren't really that threatening. Mm. And they shouldn't be goals. But the only way to save them looks a little bit overly elaborate and flashy. But if it's above shoulder height and four, three or four steps to the side, that's really the only way you're going to get it. And you do look great going for it as well. You do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, who are managed by Fabio Cannavaro, uh, and Guangzhou RNF, who are managed by Dragan Stojkovic. They could probably still get into those One teams, of the best names they? ever, I have to say. Yeah, Two of yeah. my favorite for names were Dragan Stojkovic and Steed Malbronk. I just, I've oh, always thought they have, yeah. yeah. Just purely on names. Well, there was a Norman Conquest who used to be an Austrian goalkeeper. I mean, if your last name is Conquest, what else are you going to name your kid? Yeah. There's no choice. Uh, also for Guangzhou this week for Evergrande, um, Jackson Martinez, who was bought for £42 million two years ago, uh, they released him. He scored wow. four goals in 16 appearances. He's a good free transfer for somebody, isn't he? Yeah, maybe on the Australian A-League. <laughs> <laughs> He's only what's he, he's early thirties, isn't he? It's not like he's sort of. Yeah, he's, can't be that old. No. Who, who's just moved? Uh, well, obviously, I know that um, two Atletico players have just gone to the Chinese Super League as well, haven't they? But um, do I say that Bakambu, whatever his name is, he's gone there as well for like sixty million 
A lot of them do. It's, you know, a lot of the Asian leagues, India as well, Japan, um, they have so much money to throw around, and I don't, I don't really, again, it's, it's hard for me to be able to watch both with um, time zones, but also I don't, streaming, my tech capabilities sort of do not lend themselves to finding those matches. Um, but from what I can tell from, you know, sort of watching snippets of the players that I try to catch, they just haven't yet managed to put, like, get their league up to the level. Like, they, they, they pick these players, but um, they haven't yet managed to to make their money, um, make the league. Somebody help me. Create well, the I mean, sentence I need to make. <laughs> Chris, yes. Oh, translate. Well, well, I think translate the, my mumbles. The, 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 are you saying the league has to find a way to be self-sufficient, and the money they pay has to be generated by the league itself, by by ticket sales and TV, TV revenue and things, rather than outside? Oh, although that's true. That- like what they're trying to do, um, they're not. They they have sort of. Um, I love the I love the dog right now. Um, you know they. They are grasping at these memes, sort of like MLS used to do, and still does to some extent. You know, the Jackson Martinez's and and the Iguains, and and they're 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 paying these players exorbitant amount of money to come, but they're not, um, they're not whether trying or not, they're not succeeding in um, creating a successful league and, and raising the. Um, <laughs> sorry, is that the dog that's making such a great noise? <laughs> the dog is saving no, Jesse. I yeah. love it. They're not succeeding in raising the caliber of the league itself, so these players are not going to be successful. You know, Jackson Martinez is not going to save the league. Iwain is not going to save the league. He might make a few spectacular goals, but the caliber of the league is not going to change. And, and I don't really understand why, if you have so much money, like talent is not doing anything right now. They need, they need that one name, like MLS. But know, why? Why? Had, like, had they keep having those bit, names. Well, no, but I think the names, the, the, the type of player they're bringing in isn't going to make someone go and watch those games. If that but, means I I don't think... Think, but I think, like, with the MLS, they had, they've had people like Beckham go over there, Henri go over there, and I think both of those players that made people think, oh, I might actually have to watch the MLS now. But it, I think it's not about watching so much as it's really about... Um, Which would help the league become more self-sufficient. Who fancies a piece of collective schadenfreude? What? Always. Uh, Arsenal nil, Manchester City 3 in the Premier League last night. Uh, Bernardo Silva, um, David Silva and Leroy Sane. 82 goals in the Premier League this season for um, for Manchester City. That, they only scored 80 the whole of last season. I watched the highlights to this and... If I'm honest, the first half, was it a little bit smash and grab, Justin, for um, Manchester City? Because Arsenal did have a lot of possession as well, didn't they? They did. Or chances, sorry. They they did, but they were so vulnerable to City's cut and thrust attacking and had no answer to it that it never felt comfortable for them. I I watched it, um, and even watching it real time, you realised that they were in enormous trouble from very from the earliest stages, Arsenal even at their lowest, and even in their worst results under Wenger, keep the ball pretty well, um, and they can pass and move and 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 look like an attractive side um, and a capable side. But they're just so vulnerable yesterday to to counterattacks. Um, 
and to City playing out of pressure. I think it was for the the second goal, uh, or sorry, the third goal where where Arsenal pressed them high in their half, and they just exchanged a dozen passes and broke the pressure, and then had people running at goal, and they had no answer to it. In the second half, it, it was one of the strangest 45 minutes of football I've seen. Um, Arsenal got the penalty. Obama Yang missed it, and I think after that penalty miss, I, I you know, we talked about gentlemen's agreements earlier. Um, I think City were, for whatever reason, hesitant to put Arsenal completely to the sword. I guess, I guess, Pep first for his own reasons, appeared to not want his to expend that kind of energy and potentially risk injury, and they were content just to pass it around for the rest of the game. It was, it was a very strange thing to see, and uh, Arsenal were a little better in the second half, as you would hope. So I know what you're saying about it being potentially smash and grabby sort of thing, but I, I, I think it. Um, I think that's just because Arsenal are so vulnerable to that kind of attack that that's uh, Pep was happy for them to have a little bit more than the ball than his opponents usually have. I did put Arsenal fan TV on afterwards for the lols, um, but I did actually hear something really sort of quite sort of sensible from somebody on there. Um, and it's talking about the belligerence of Wenger and why he's still there. And he said, uh, he said, if you take Arsenal away from Wenger, what else has he got? He seems to be completely and utterly obsessed by football uh, and by Arsenal in particular. And, and I remember him saying once that if you put him in the middle of central London, he wouldn't have a clue how to get home because, you know, he knows the route from his house to the Emirates, his route, his route from his house to the Colney training ground. And that's about it. And you do kind of think this is an old man in his late 60s, approaching 70 you take this away from him what has he got but see i thought that five or six years ago about sir alex ferguson right and for whatever else people might think about him his his he's been he's he's done a pretty good job integrating himself back into ordinary life and he shows up at manchester United games from time to time but he's not a presence there and he's not sort of looming over the shoulder of whoever whomever the manager may happen to be at the time he he he's a pretty good role model i think he's a pretty good blueprint for maybe Wenger post Arsenal, um, I, I I think you're right. I think in his mind, his identity is so wrapped up in the club. I think to a fault, he believes he built that club, and it did exist before him, um, and they were successful before him. And I, I, if I were guessing, I would think that there's a part of him that feels that he is the only opportunity and the only chance for them to get back to what they once were because he made them that. Um, but it just doesn't look like that. It looks as if his time really is is up at this point. Do you think Thomas Tuchel could be um, Al Pacino and Scarface, and Wenger is like the old gangster boss who ends up getting shot? <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> it's a very good map. I mean, it's, it's very <laughs> difficult to say. I think you know, it, in the same way, I think you know, you touched on the point with uh, Ferguson, and then you can't think of what that club's going to look like. Arsenal as a club is going to look very bizarre without Wenger when he does go. And he said that it's always been his decision to go, which if that is the case, he probably won't leave until, unfortunately, the club make a decision to get rid of him. But it's difficult to see any other manager filling that role in the same way. Well, City have got five more wins for the title, and they could secure it in the Manchester derby um, at the Etihad on the 7th of April, which will be the earliest the Premier League has ever been wrapped up. A previous record is held by Manchester United in 2001, which is the 14th of April. Um, 
Well, they it, won't win this weekend, so they can't, you know, that'll push all the things <laughs> It's the joint heaviest home defeat for us in the Premier League, uh, equal with uh, they lost 3 0 to Chelsea in 2009 twice, uh, home to Middlesbrough 3 0 in 2001. And also, do you remember this, Justin? A Mickey Queen hat trick in 1993 for Coventry at Highbury. I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, and David Silver is the third David or David to score on St. David's Day. Who can tell me the other two? In the Premier League, I want to say David Luiz. Yes, I was thinking that, but I was like, nah. <laughs> you never know that. Um, Ryan. Fell on the floor. Oh, oh, yeah, the Blackburn <laughs> Blackburn player. He was, no. Yeah, he played Blackburn. He was also at yeah. Birmingham City at the time. He did this. He tried, he tried the Rabona and kicked the ground and That's straight right. onto his face. Who was it? Done. David uh... Dunn. There you go. Uh, next up for Arsenal, they are away at Brighton. Um, quite often when they do get a bit of a humping like this, they go out and beat some little team. So, And then, you know, crisis averted for another week. But um, Brighton have lost five in the Premier League and they've won their last two at home, scoring seven. So could this be piling their misery more on them? I mean, I love Brighton. You know that. But some of it has been a little bit of luck, you know calls going their way mm-hmm. and again we've talked about the fact that Brighton relies on you know too often on the same players and the same style of uh, getting those goals and if Arsene Wenger is smart and we'll see if he is he's going to know exactly how to combat that speaking of another David though I read a, a little interview with David Ospina somebody asked him um, what he misses the most about Giroud and he said um, he was the best DJ in the dressing room of course he was Speaking of David Giroud and Chelsea then, right? How are they going to get on uh, at the Etihad on Sunday? Manchester City have won their last 13 at home in the Premier League, scoring at least twice in all of them. Badly. (laughs) Are you worried? Uh, I'm not going to do this. Everything's going to be fine because everything's not going to be fine. Although I said that before the Barca game. And everything was pretty fine. Yeah, I mean, if if we play the same way that we did against Barca and don't make a mistake, I think we're going to frustrate them. But again, I think any clay team at the moment with Chelsea is, you don't know which one you're going to get. You're either going to get the Barca one or the Watford one, where no one plays. Bakayoko will probably come back into the team and ruin it for everyone. Sergio sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get those two teams in the same game. Too. I mean, that's, yeah, strange, that's, true. that's, that's yeah, what's yeah. been strange about Chelsea to me because they played some really good stuff against Barcelona. They also played some outstanding stuff against Manchester United, a match they lost. The, the, the first half, whatever, they, they played really well. Second half, really yeah, played. just it just was yeah. gone. Second half. Mm, that's, I think that's the, I think that's where Conte has, has gone wrong this season. Is he either makes the wrong substitution or he doesn't doesn't do it at the right time? And the momentum goes. I think he, he didn't manage the games as well as he did last season. I mean, taking Hazard off, regardless of whether he thinks he was fully fit or not, with 20 minutes left to go, is is not the answer to that, mm. that problem. I, when that when that sub was made, I thought, I guarantee you, all 11 Manchester United players on the pitch at that moment were were happy about it and relieved. Yeah. Guaranteed. There's just no way you watch him walk off the pitch without a sense of relief if you're the opposition. Unless he's clearly hobbled or absolutely gassed, but he really wasn't. And that's I think that's the he, he's taken him off a lot this season as well. It's not it's not the first time that Hazard's come off before the end of the game. It seems yeah. silly. 
Right, the last three times Chelsea have played a team that started at the top of the Premier League, do you know how they've got on? Not very well. They've won. <laughs> Most recently, December 2016, against Manchester City. What should he say, yeah. Jesse? Uh, nope, can't do not Don't make me do it to Ryan. Not right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it, it's a what a lineup. It, it, same way that KL hasn't played for the past couple of weeks and since he's not been in the team, we've actually looked generally more defensively sound. But it's one of those things where if, if Cahill comes in, he usually buggers everything up. And again, it, it's always come into the team. If we, we don't play with a striker, we stuff. City got the Champions League, haven't they? I mean, they're doing very well in the Champions League. Is it the 4 0 up against Basel? So they can afford to play their strongest side, can't they? Chelsea can still come through in the Champions League. No, they're playing different weeks, though, aren't they? Oh, right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Do you think, though, that, Ryan, that there's any chance that Men City will sort of underestimate Chelsea? I mean, we've seen that with City before. No, the Chelsea's game plan is so. Transparent at the moment, it's like looking out just a normal window. So I don't, I don't think that's really going to make a difference. Oh, do you remember last season? This was the one where Fabregas stood still while Fernandinho kept slapping him, and he got sent off. <laughs> that was literally one of the best games last season. It was just the result, which is because it was the Aguero absolute wreckage of David Luiz again. Yes, right. and then I think. Chalaba, who'd only been on the field for about two minutes, ran over and just floored Aguero. <laughs> and then obviously just kicked off from there. <laughs> that, comes, that comes under the things that commentators say nobody likes to see that sort of thing on a football that pitch. Everyone loves everyone to see <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Some other games coming up this weekend. Um, it's first for second in Spain. It is uh, Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. Barcelona are five points clear. Uh, Do you know what we call this? The Uruguay Derby. Oh, Oh, Godin versus Suarez. Three. Godin, Jimenez, and Suarez. And they always get into it for some reason. They're really good friends. They play so together, so well together on the national team. And whenever Atletico play Barcelona, like, they just, one or both of them get carded because they say or do something, like, horrific to each other. I get I that. Don't no, do I get you? that. I yeah, get I, it. I, I played once for my team, and uh, the other team turned up with a player less, and they said, "Oh, Chris, you can go on their team." And I thought, "You absolute sod, sending me over there." They didn't even <laughs> sort of think about it. They sort of said, "Chris, you can go over there." And I was playing outfield that day, and I made sure that I went round and had the absolute game of my life while kicking my would-be or my normal teammates around the pitch as much as I, I could. Not, I really wanted to beat them. That's what it them. is. I would, I would do the same thing where you'd start putting at them a bit more. Or but start... it's not like they set each... I mean, these these are the teams that they play for. They haven't abandoned each you're other. Still, you're still against each other at the end of the day, aren't you? Ryan, if you were playing a football match and you were playing against your erstwhile brother um, and you were in defence mocking him, would you want to spend the whole game literally just wanting to kick him around the pitch? Yeah, probably. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Goodman Derby. The Goodman Derby. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, that's Barcelona and Atletico. Um, Real Madrid, they lost to, I think it was Legan. They lost to in the 93rd minute this week. Um, Legan, yeah. That's just what I said. Exactly how I, I said know, it. I know. Oh, I know. I was just repeating it because you said it so quietly. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everybody understood, you know. Uh, in Germany, it is... Um, 
Bayern Munich are top on 60 points, of course. Uh, Dortmund on 41, second, and Schalke on 40, Frankfurt on 39. Dortmund are playing sixth place, Red Bull Leipzig, who are only on 38 points themselves. So it's still all to play for for Champions League places there. Um, That's in... your midfield next season. Keita versus Pulisic. Oh, Pulisic. <laughs> Do you think he'd come? Which one? Pulisic. Pulisic, yeah. I think he might. Because he could have come last year, and I think he was due to come, but when we the Europa League final and didn't get the Champions League, I think he decided to stay. Yeah. He really likes winning things, and he doesn't get to do that with America, so just, you know, just keep <laughs> yeah. that in mind. I th- well, I think he might need to keep that in mind before he decides to <laughs> <laughs> he has a He's a great little dog named Hershey, so I don't know if that, you know, if you have any, like, there dog parks in Liverpool you want to offer up. No, it's around the corner from Stanley Park, where he plays. There you go. Where would he play um, in that team then, Justin? Yeah, I mean, that might, might be a problem because Liverpool don't really have any holes in, in the attacking Maybe you side. Anyway, just, just pick yeah. the team. That's what yeah. you normally do. I'd like to tell you, you're going to lose Salah and you're going to lose like Justin. <laughs> not, not for another year or two. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this one more time. Start looking at Dejan Lover and get rid of him. Don't look at the fancy pants names. Look at your back line. Get somebody nice and boring and solid, because that's what you're needed. That's <laughs> what you need. Um, could he play behind the front three? Could he play in a three in the midfield with Kaita uh, and maybe Wijnaldum? Yeah. I don't know that he's th- th- that best utilizes his talents. He's not really much of a physical presence or specimen. He is on the small side, and he's crafty and creative. Um, and nimble Light and quick, but on the fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He could. Could he play there? I suppose he could. I don't know. That would be the best use of him. Is the men's national team at the moment um, for the, yourselves? Is it Christian Pulisic plus ten others, or is? Yes. Is yeah, it? it is. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Does, does he qualify? He qualifies for Bosnia, doesn't he? He did, but, but he, now he's yeah. He chose, and I'm sure in no way regrets, as he sits at home <laughs> and watches the World Cup this summer. In the same Wait, way that Ryan Giggs in no way regretted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? In Portugal, it is Porto versus Sporting. Porto currently top on 64. Um, Benfica second on 59 as a Sporting in third place. Uh, it's first versus second, Ryan, in Australia again. Um, it's Newcastle versus Sydney SC. Um, and Ryan... Italy this weekend. Italy was good last weekend. It's even better this weekend. Okay. Have you well, got your? I've got my BT Sport ready. I've got. All right. Have you got? Have you got some large hand cooked crisps from Tesco's or something? Or, or pasta, <laughs> like you I, know. I, I, I bought pasta. two lots of two lots. Well, it's, of... it's Italy. Pasta. 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 There you go. <laughs> the English have decided they. <laughs> Ravioli. Ravioli. Yeah, get yourself some dips and oh, a big... loads of crisps. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, get yourself some of those. Because what have we got? Tomorrow we have got uh in the afternoon, I think this is the five o'clock kickoff, uh we've got Lazio versus Juve. Um and then at seven thirty, I think, or seven o'clock, it's Napoli versus Roma. Um, and then Sunday's the Milan derby. Those are some good game. Milan are doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Milan. It's, this is the the most interesting Milan derby in a few years because I mean, the, neither of them are moribund at the moment. 
I like how that every clip I see at the moment of, of Milan winning isn't isn't a clip of the goals. It's a clip of Gattuso after the game oh, walking good. around, like slapping his players on the head, like yeah, good job. Doof. Oh, that's that's my. I missed the plug. I missed the Gattuso. like fear he puts into those players. They're they're celebrating. He comes along, and goes walk over there, and he's like, no, no, stop it, stop it with the Gattuso being a hard runner thing. He got scared off by a sixty-year-old Odorton. You watch those clips. He just runs. He just like runs over to him and he's like, "Go celebrate over there." No, okay, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> honestly, I'm not buying this Genaro too so hard. When I think, like I say, a 60 year old Joe Jordan almost finished him off. <laughs> Steven Gerrard says that as the players walked off the pitch in Istanbul at half time, um, Gattuso was laughing and um, sledging them as they walked off the pitch, and he said that was pretty much their half time tea talk done for them. Um, I think he's a manager that will blow hot and blow cold because he's such an emotional manager. And I think a lot of his managerial stuff at Milan will be based on emotion. Um, oh, I think it already has been. I yeah, which is why they'll blow lost. hot and cold. He's, he's sort of, you know, showing, like, worn his emotions on his sleeve and sort of... I bet he'll be there by... I bet you he won't be there by Christmas. Oh, probably I mean, Milan sack managers, like, it's going out of fashion, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they've had, what? three former players be their manager in the past. You'd think they would stop since, you know, <laughs> but no. Didn't they be like, oh, Checo's available. He's, he's a... <laughs> well, General Mel... That's not... General Melcher in Blackadder, before he sent the troops over the top of the trenches for the hundredth time, said, um, doing the same plan for the sort of twentieth time is the last thing the Germans will expect us to do. <laughs> definition of insanity people well exactly. on, on the opposite side of uh either insanity or italy martin Casares, my favorite uruguayan well one of them is playing for napoli again he just started back after yes he injury. has well napoli they won five Nobody touch him. don't let him get injured again napoli won five nil on monday uh and they are four points clear of juventus who had their game against atalanta called off because of the weather last week uh, Lazio 52 and Inter on 51 in the last Champions League place Roma on 50 um, some bits and bobs of news who saw the um, lack of Dortmund fans at the Yellow Wall on Monday because they don't like playing games on Monday presumably they don't mind taking the money on the Monday from the TV companies but they don't want to turn I, I saw that <laughs> yeah I think that's a better protest than throwing tennis balls not turning up that's better yeah yeah, you want because it. because you're not giving them your your money. Your money. We've already paid a season ticket, haven't you? So you have given money. Yeah, but but there's still, I mean, okay, there's still a sort of match day revenue that they're missing out on. You know, food, drink, parking, souvenirs, that kind of thing. Mm. I think it was the last game of last season when Charlton played uh, Coventry City. Jared, who was a ball boy there, um, was underneath the Charlton fans as they threw several thousand inflatable pigs onto the pitch that he had to help clear up. <laughs> oh, inflatable. Yeah. Right. Not real. This wasn't Luis Figo territory, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Barcelona are going to give help to um, one of the survivors of the Florida shooting. Uh, Anthony Borges, who um, has attended some of their training academies in the past near Fort Lauderdale, they're going to send him some uh, kits and give him a chance to meet Lionel Messi. Um, CONCACAF Champions League, chaps. Seattle just beat, uh, oh gosh, uh, Santa Teller. <laughs> Taya? Yeah, but wait, but wait, but wait, that part doesn't matter. Who helped Seattle Sounders win? Uh, Clint Dempsey. Yes. <laughs> that guy, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> One of the Uruguayans that I don't know the name of. Come on, Justin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sorry. 
Nicoladeo helped. Oh, really this helped. is my tongue. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, they beat that other team, uh, Santa Teller, five two in that group, when they got Guadalajara next. Um, and New York Red Bulls. That's the end. That's what I thought as well. It's fine. It's okay. New York Red Bulls were qualified as well because they beat uh, Olympia 3-1 in aggregate with Bradley Wright Phillips scoring a rather neat 25-yarder. And they're going to play... Perfect. We lo- I mean, poor Sean Wright Phillips is still sitting on the bench, though. He plays no seconds. Oh, yeah. Poor we Sean Wright Phillips. We both Wright Phillips. Yeah. Ryan, imagine going to live in New York and being paid to play football, but not... You don't get to play. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry for sitting in New York with all this money. <laughs> First of all, it's New Jersey. It's not really New York. Oh, is this like Manchester United? Don't actually play in Manchester. It's New Jersey. It's Harrison, New Jersey. There is nothing fun about that. Okay. Yeah, but that's not where the play is. Yeah, you've got enough money to to travel, I'm sure. Yeah, he's not living on the sort of the projects, is he? No, Thierry Henry, when he played for the Red Bulls, he lived the Upper West Side. Yes, of... but that was Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure and Sean Wright Phillips is a DP, but like uh, the majority of them don't make a lot of money. True. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Made. He would have made a fair bit in his career prior to coming to the Red Bulls. You would hope that he lives somewhere. If my brother can live in Greenwich Village, I would hope he can. <laughs> I think Ryan Phillips would have been paid quite a bit when he was at Chelsea for that bit. Yeah, Bradley. Yeah. This is Bradley Wright Phillips. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about Sean. Oh, Sean as well. Yeah, sorry, Sean. No, Wright Sean. Phillips. Bradley plays. Bradley's the Bradley. Sorry, Sean yeah. would have. He was on a huge sum of QPR as well. He's done all right. Bloody hell. Yeah, he was at QPR draining us of an absolute fortune every week. He's great. He's really good, guys. Yeah, imagine that, right? Imagine you and Martin playing football for New York Red Bulls and you don't even have to play. <laughs> just, I just sit there and just... Yeah. That's what he does. He just sits there and watches his brother do a really just good job. Just, just probably sits there and goes, oh, that's another $10. Oh, that's another $10. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, they uh, New York Red Bulls, they play Tijuana next. What uh, happens in Tijuana stays in Tijuana. So, Are they any good? They're Mexican, Tijuana? so they'll, they'll win. Um, the, the history of the... Well, the on the opposite Champions side, League New York Red Bulls is... are not very good right now. So. Yeah, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but only two times have MS teams eliminated Mexican sides from this competition right. compared to 28 or 30 or so on, on the Mexican <laughs> side. Completely dominated by the Mexican league teams. Right. Is it, is it only Mexican right now? Is it only Mexican teams that have won the Champions League? Am I right in thinking that? I think I heard John Arnold I think say that's that. That's true. Saprissa of Costa Rica has had some success in it um, in in the past. They may have gotten to a final once, but I think it is only Mexican sides that have won it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Phil Neville, who's also popular in this podcast, he's our favorite. Yeah. Uh, his first game. Feminist icon, Phil Neville. <laughs> Uh, his first game was um, off to a winning start as England ladies beat France 4-1. Justin, he cited you as his motivation. Did you see this? Yeah, I, yeah I'm happy to help in any way I can. <laughs> he said he's motivated by the people that say he can't succeed. Yeah, I like, my, I like hearing more about his it. motivations. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that, that not being able to succeed is what I worry about with Phil Neville. I, I, I just worry about him. <laughs> more than his job or his 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 team his side i worry about him overshadowing his team and his players because so far he's talked about him and his <laughs> motivations and his success and the people who are talking about him and well his <laughs> tweets are bonkers <laughs> but like 
it's not a yeah I yeah. <laughs> well look, let's go back to the Premier League then because there's some important games on the bottom of the table this week it's 16th place Stoke versus 19, uh, 16th place Southampton versus 19th place Stoke um, Shane Long, Yoshida and Charlie Austin are out for uh, Southampton but Stoke have won in their last two visits for to Southampton as well and Marco, not Marco Manolo uh, Gabbiadini he scored uh, his first goal in 15 Premier League games last week he's a scoring machine can't do a football manager, can I? No. Can't do anything, a football manager. <laughs> <laughs> can he do a lot more in real life? Uh, barely. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Southampton. I do really fear for Stoke, actually. I do want them to stay up, but I do fear for them. I'm going to go for a draw, but I think okay. I'm going down regardless. Yeah. What about Watford versus West Brom? Uh, West Brom gone now. They're seven points clear of safety. Oh, yeah, they're, they're gone as well. Because yeah. they've only won three games all season, haven't they? And they need to win more than that just to get out of the bottom three. Pardew effect, that one. Pards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really done nothing for them. I think I, I saw someone ranting on TV the other day, or maybe it was like a radio clip or something, and saying, what, what are, what's different between Pardew and Jeremy Pulis in the season? Literally absolutely nothing. nothing. I don't understand how anyone hires him. I don't understand how he has a job. I mean, he might be a lovely man in real life, but in the fact... Up on champions across the Premier League. <laughs> what? Uh, it must be. I mean, how has he had this many chances? It's the myth of the steady hand at the till. You know, that, but it, is it? it? No, that's what I'm saying. It's a myth. And uh, I, I, think it, it, I think that it's such a... What's cons- it's not that it's a low-risk hire. It's an unimaginative one. And so the board and the chairman, when they make a hire like that, they the one criticism they know they don't have to face is... That they've acted recklessly um, yeah. by by appointing a maverick or an un you know a, a untried or inexperienced manager, and so it is in fact somewhat reckless if you take the health of the football club over the long haul into account. But they're they're mostly just worried about surviving the the new cycle, the the PR with the fan base after the you know as the hire is announced, and hire like that tends to. Um, you, you know the, the predominant emotion that that is provoked from it is sort of one of resignation. Yeah. Nobody's really excited about it, but also don't take to the streets. And I think that's their motivation from the, I, the chairman consider, just not to have mass protest. When you consider how many times Pardew and Pulis and Allardyce, even just those three, won't keep going, but just those three have have taken jobs. And taken very specifically as a word, you know, it, it shows you how many other maybe untried but successful managers have not had opportunities. And so um, and, and opportunities that could have gone, you know, and we spoke about this a couple weeks ago to managers of color, to women, to minorities, like and and what that has done to the sport of a whole, because the the fewer times those managers have not had jobs and the more time it's going to take for those managers to break in. And I'm so resentful of that fact. Like every time Tony Pulis gets a job or Alan Pardew has a job, I'm annoyed because they're just going to tank their team. But I'm also annoyed because someone else didn't get that position. But Paul Merson, I'm annoyed as to look at his face. But Paul Merson <laughs> told me that Marco Silva's the reason young British managers don't get jobs. Oh, that's very true, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's correct. <laughs> um... So, do we see anything here for West Brom this weekend at, uh, at no. Watford? No? You're all shaking your heads with uh, 
gusto there. Even Justin's dog is shaking his head. <laughs> uh, Ryan, BT Sport, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Chris, everything is going to be fine. Say it. You know, that's, that's, yeah, I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> Come on! I'm gonna let it it's, it's because it's Rafa, that is uh, almost guarantees the, the points point. because he's a spent force as a manager. Yes. He's what? Whoa, 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 what? A spent force as a manager? Oh no, you say stuff and then I disagree and then you end up being right. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's managing Newcastle. Where where did he used to manage? He's uh, managing Inter, Real Madrid, yeah. Inter Milan, Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, I don't remember. I know, I know we don't like to revisit the Chelsea period, Ryan, but um, I do wonder if the Liverpool fans are so romantic. We are. To, <laughs> to a fault. That they, that, not that you would be happy about dropping points in this one, but but you would think, well, lads, Rafa... Do you know what I nearly said I when I announced this? Well, I nearly did say if we're going to lose points to anybody, I'd like it to be him. And then you've come out and said that. I understand the pulse. I mean, yeah, I understand it. I always think that when we played Mourinho. Oh, no, wait. Oh, <laughs> Jesse, as my wife will tell you, I'm nothing but a hopeless romantic. So, um, You know, it's one of the most interesting things I wish fans is, is, is how... Um, how negative in general they are and how quick they are to turn on their own side and how they have a black dark sense of humor about their own side and I feel like that that Liverpool fans are largely exempt from that even when even in seasons when the team hasn't been very good you you still get Liverpool fans coming up with a we've got the best midfield in the world song when you finish 6 in the league <laughs> uh, you just it's a it's I don't a think we're alone player. in that Everyone's got we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. If you get into Boreham Wood, you no. may even hear that song. Yeah, 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 but that's ironic. No one means that. <laughs> don't they? don't mean that when they sing it. Oh, I don't, I don't they know. They did when Harry Redknapp was coaching. <laughs> <laughs> no John Joe Shelby for Newcastle this weekend. Now, if John well, Joe they'll, Sh- finish, they'll finish with 11 players then. <laughs> if John <laughs> Joe Shelby didn't have a big bold head and look a bit funny, uh, would he be taken more seriously as a footballer? Because I think if you give him a bit of space on the ball, he'd be an excellent pick for the World Cup no, no. instead of who I know about instead of who but I think he could definitely make it for the squad I mean he's consistent like he's been playing for a very long time he started when he was I mean Liverpool bought him when he was 17 I think oh is that why but, I feel like he's been around forever yeah he was very young when we bought him from Charlton it's the name too Chris it's not just the bald head yeah. it is the name isn't it it's the name I, there's there, there's something to what you're saying. He's a strange looking human. Oh, is he human? Are we sure? Um, <laughs> but as he's, there's also the disciplinary thing. I think um, it's that. Yeah. He, you know, he, he does have a. He, I don't know. You say this because his sendings off have been so high profile. I, so I don't know that there actually have been that many. There's just been some memorable ones. Um, and so maybe that conflates uh the truth a little bit and really is his disciplinary record might not be all that bad but i think it's i think it's part of his image now and his looks go into that as well and so maybe you're right you might be right chris yeah that was a player like scotty parker who um somehow got you know player of the year and and um all sort of based on looking like a clean-cut nice boy from the 50s (laughs) i say ryan you shook your head vehemently then 
What about Shelby? When I said that. He's a very uh, he's an excellent player, very, very good player. And if he's if he was the sort of player to get time on the ball where you would possibly get that a little bit more international level, I think he's the sort of player that could dictate play a little bit. Maybe, but I, I just don't see it. I don't think he's good enough to be an England team. I mean, is Jagielka? No, we not we well, yeah. They're different fine. players though. No, I will. I know. I think we just but... I think it's mainly just pointing out that England don't have a lot of good players. Than that them. is not what I'm pointing out. Oh, I'm pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Deli right. Alley, Harry Kane, don't you get me started. Yeah, he Sorry. Is it nice. is snowing like just... Billio. I know you're used to watching teams with what one player and then randomers, like with the US. Uh, I see him. How many has he got? I'm just trying to have a look throughout his career. Hang on. What? Uh, assists or... No, no settings are red cards. Red cards. Uh, oh, he's had, two, he's had two this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not go down there. <laughs> right. Oh, he's got you got a blizzard there. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like just winter Christmas. is coming. Um, Mo Salah's got a hand in seven goals for Liverpool this season. Only two players in Premier League history for Liverpool uh, have got more. I just uh, want to say Suarez because I want to say yeah. Suarez. Who's the other one? Premier League. Um, Michael Owen? No, I'll give you clues. My favourite Liverpool player ever. Robbie Fowler? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I picked him for my Pieces of Me team. Do you remember Pieces of Me, Jesse? I do. Yeah, I had him. Pieces of Me, Justin, if you've not, uh, Brian, if you've not heard, is where you pick your 11 players, but the only rule is they have to be retired. Justin, my very first pick was Brian Ascari. Nice. Nice. I went for Neville Southall. Oh, very I, good. I couldn't do it. I, could, I couldn't do it because the Johnson hadn't retired yet. I they <laughs> let me pick. Um, they let me pick Abreu, even though he was never. He's never ever going to retire. Well, I think, like, <laughs> technically only just retired. Yeah. yeah. And he, he would have got into a couple of people's team, but he's only retired. Yeah. Because Forlan and Lugano hadn't retired. I was like, I just need. I need one, and Abreu is going to be it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Burnley versus Everton. Brian, I've written last time match of the day here. Um, I don't know. I think that's going to fair, actually. I think Watford versus Bombard would be. Do you think? I think Burnley Everton might be interesting. Um, only because I think Burnley are going to be quite sort of obviously stubborn. But, I mean, you know, Justin said about how many times they've got get good value out of one goal. Um, yeah. But Everton have been sort of up and down. But I think they might have enough to try and. Burnley. Well, Everton have got 24% of their points away from home, and Burnley got 51% of their points at home. Both are record lows in the Premier League this season. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a stat, I think just before we started recording, and it was an infographic about Everton since Sam Allardyce took over, and it was like, this is what you get for Sam Allardyce, and it was like, part, uh, chance <clears throat> creation, goals scored, goals conceded, they were 20th on every single metric since he took over. <laughs> he was complaining last week that he couldn't get the team to, he, that they, they weren't passing to, properly or something in the last match and he said, you know, I can't get them to do it. It's not my fault the players can't pass, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It absolutely <laughs> that, that, that's, that's actually your job. <laughs> exactly. You have one job which you're paid very well to do. Uh, versus Burnley. This could be quite a good game, couldn't it? Leicester have never been uh, have never beaten Burnley in the Premier League, but they're unbeaten at home uh, by, against anyone in their last eight games in the Premier League weren't, as well. Weren't Everton playing Burnley? Yeah, did you say Everton playing Burnley? Bournemouth, sorry. He changed his name. Bournemouth. Line. Leicester are playing Bournemouth. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, Bournemouth have scored um, 
in their last nine Premier League games, they've scored 18 goals. Let me just check my math, but I, I think that's two a game. It is two a game. And eight out of those, uh, eight out of 12 goals have been past 70 minutes this season. I've been on a few stats websites today. Hmm. I think this could be quite an attractive game to watch, couldn't it? Yeah. I enjoy watching Leicester to this day. I mean, you, I, you still see the vestige of, of a title-winning side in moments of their play. Obviously, mm. losing Conte is uh, irreplaceable. But Mares, when he's in the mood, yeah, just so so silky and just glides with the ball at his feet. And they've got obviously the the Vardy threat in behind. And there's a lot of pieces of that side that still work well. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Every now and then they'll be defending a corner, and within about three passes, um, Vardy is down the other end, one on one with the opposition keeper. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. I, Everything against every, every way you choose to attack Leicester is is a threat to yourself because because of that counterattack. I mean that can only continue for so long because he's thirty one, thirty two now, isn't he? I mean we're all getting what older. What are you saying about that age? <laughs> I'm saying that one day you will find out that you let go when you reach the age as a Premier League footballer. <laughs> if, if you are, if your game is based on your speed, then yes, you you would think that his um, his effective period will not stretch unless he can reinvent himself the way Ronaldo has done to some degree and um but yeah the, 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 you the, take your shirt off a lot yeah I, I'm you imagine that? but <laughs> you're right though Chris he, he will have to adapt a little bit when he does lose the blazing pace he's still got it now but it, not for very long imagine a big topless Jamie Vardy Ryan full of big belly full of cans of monster 100%. Uh, and finally, Monday night, Crystal Palace versus Manchester United. Um, Crystal Palace have won 8 out of 20 games on Monday. That's 35%, which is the best of a Premier League club. Although they've never ever beaten Manchester United in 17 attempts in the Premier League. I've, I've come to a... I've, I think I've kind of reconciled Manchester United this season because I noticed in the Chelsea game the moments Chelsea were in the ascendancy and the and the attacking stuff they played and it was really good and then I saw that from them against Barcelona Spurs we've seen it all season Liverpool are a different level of attack um, from those from pretty much everybody except Manchester City and yet Manchester United do one thing as well as any of those teams except for City which is win games um, and and th- this is really just the distillation of, of Jose Mourinho and, and um they're pretty good at winning games, and this is the kind of game win because his record hasn't been great against the, the top six until until beating Chelsea. Um, so this is the sort of game where you think, oh, there's a lot of potential banana slips here. Yeah, this is what he does pretty well. He he, he can and regularly beat a lesser opponent. Okay. Guys, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, I agree with all that, I think. Yeah. I don't like agreeing, but I agree. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, look, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Anyone got any AOB or anything they wish to raise? I mean, I just want to say how great Ryan is. Oh, thanks, Jesse. Much appreciated. You know, I'll, I'll tell Martin that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still not the favourite, but I'm getting. Justin, should we retire to a different um, Skype chat? I think, feel like we're in the way of something here. I, I, I she actually tweeted that too. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let him know how. Just, just how much. So it, it was just after the really depressing moment, like halfway through the pod. So. Just think through it. That's all. <laughs> I missed him last week when I wasn't here. I did too. I the week before, you know. Two, two I know. Weeks. Well, I wasn't here that week, Ryan. I can't do two weeks without you. 
Okay, that's well, that's good to know. Trini, yeah. Trini wants you to migrate over here. <laughs> she will leave you as soon as she lands at the airport. Incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. I've not got any AOB, but there's, there's a fantastic new article on the Man on the Post website, Chris. Oh, there is, isn't there? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, uh, hopefully next week will be packed by something a bit more up to date. Yes. Um, I've got something on manonthepost.com um, written about my tales back in the world of football manager. I finally took... The, the kids game. The kids game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing endless hours to this. Yes. I keep I keep nipping That's off for the toilet course. at work. Thankfully, I work in local government, so it's not a problem. So no one cares. <laughs> I know, yeah. but you're not managing the right league. I mean, Ryan really. Hey, well, I can't because I've, I've got the mobile version, so I've only got a choice of about six leagues to manage. You see, I think this is you know the thing about the. Local government thing. I think that's why the Northampton local government is yeah. in such terrible disarray. I think it's because they're all sitting around playing football manager on their mobile. You're all bankrupt, aren't you? Yes, we are in the, the shit. Make sure you don't get ill or any pole filling outside your road or something <laughs> in the next few weeks. On my journey home, there are so many potholes, and I saw this brilliant thing in Blues. It wasn't in Northampton, but it was. They had a someone held a birthday party for a pothole. <laughs> superb um we will be getting a special show uh in the next few days after i send this to ryan uh with a guy <laughs> called <laughs> with a guy called justin wally who is the african director of kinefa does anybody know what kinefa is what's it jesse oh i thought that was class so i'm like waiting for responses from oh the right other... <laughs> Lose, you had your hand in the air <laughs> it was like door the explorer i'm waiting for the you know Everyone else to chime in. Oh, okay. Well, it is the uh, world. It's, Wait, what the, it's the stateless. Stateless na- nations. Yeah. yeah, they're the governing body, world footballing governing body for stateless nations. Why are they called Kanifa? Uh, I can't remember, but if you listen, it does explain what Kanifa stands for at the start. Um, well, you, know, you, you do know, but you, you're pointing people towards the pub. That's yes, good. yes. If you, ah, yes, like if you, okay. yes, if you listen to the podcast, you will find out. He's right. a really nice guy. He talks to me a lot about um, the World Cup that's happening for kids here in London. Uh, who can he for are? What they do? Some of the nations that play for them. And he's a coach, so he goes a little bit into the psychology of coaching. He's the coach from Matabeleland, who are in Zimbabwe. Um, <laughs> There will be a show, hopefully, because there was a Sunday show last week or a Monday show last week. I was very surprised when I was at work and I checked my phone and I saw new podcasts. And I was like, what's going yeah. on here? Matt and uh, Colin and the other man from Holland, whose name I can't remember, unfortunately, um, they hopefully will be back to review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, at Man on the Post is the Twitter account. At Man on the Post is the Instagram account. Uh, Manonthepost.com is the website where you can read some Pulitzer Prize winning stuff. Um, Ryan, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? My handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Just if they want to follow you? Um, at Keepers underscore Union. Uh, Jesse, if they want to follow you? At Ryan's best number one fan. Um, at Jesse Lush. At Jesse Loesch. Okay, right. Um, if you subscribe via iTunes, it will also fall down into your inbox. You can rate and review us and leave us some lovely messages. That's all uh, appreciated. Um, Podcast Republic, you can get on your Android, uh, should you wish to go down that particular route and lose your family and friends. Um, <laughs> Wait, Chris, how do they follow you? You never tell us. Oh, I'm at C. Etchingham 77 You can follow me on there. Uh, yes, you can... Uh, Rate and reviews on iTunes, and you can follow us on Acast and um, 
Podcast Republic and various other different means as well. And they'll fall automatically into inbox. You only have to press that download button. Uh, guys and Bryce, thank you ever so much for joining me tonight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And always remember to keep your man on the post.